Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. That's so much on today. You would not believe. I won't get into it, but... This morning already? Yeah. Up to 11 o'clock? Uh, yeah, up to like, yeah, 11 o'clock. There you go. Yeah, a lot of life admin. A lot of life admin. I was supposed gone to off chicken jury duty on Wednesday. Jury duty? There's, and did you fucking swindle your way out of it again? Yeah. Jesus but I got Christ. But I got second time getting summoned. The first time we were in college, so I didn't have to go because I had college. And I've regretted it ever since because I was like, that would have been so interesting. Yeah. And that when we were in America, I watched the show jury duty yeah no I will say is that a true reflection of jury duty no because you're not going to be in America James Marsden yeah yeah but it's American who's the Irish equivalent of James Marsden that you meet doing jury duty <laughs> like one of the Gleasons Simon Delaney <laughs> we were way up. we were on a different level what do you mean one of the Gleasons oh no actually I suppose it would be one of the Gleasons or like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, go on. It's none of my business. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I have to do it this time. Like, this is a sign. So I signed up to do it. And then my childcare fell through. And you can, you can't, you don't have to do it if you're caring for a small child. Oh, okay. But I did, like, obviously I didn't realise. I thought you were about to get into, like, what you were jury duty over and I was like, I, no pretty, I was like I know but I'm also I was like I'm pretty sure you can't tell me that like, no I'm sure yeah that's, I was like it was such good content but like you actually can't talk about it at all <laughs> <laughs> I come off from jury duty your honour it was behind the paywall <laughs> <laughs> no no do you ever see the tweets and it's like your honour respectfully you weren't there <laughs> that's you oh that is me anyway padam 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 you're listening to Bad Dragons we could add for this so many Queen Kylie Queen Princess Kylie. of Pop uh, you're very welcome back to Bandwagons I'm Fanula I'm Breed uh, <laughs> last week we watched Monte Carlo over on patreon.com and we talked about Fight Club for some reason yes. but it's actually patreon.com forward slash bandwagons if you go to patreon.com you'll just you'll get confused you'll get confused <laughs> and you'll just come to a landing page and you won't get any of the nice extra content that we do over there if you want to join us do it's fun yeah we're actually we're filming something for the Patreon after this, can we say? We, we have no say. tripod. <laughs> we don't need a 
tripod, it's fine. I'm just going to do my phone. We've quiva. We're going to vlog. <laughs> yeah, we have a camera person. We don't need a tripod. Yeah. We have a human tripod. Uh, we're going to Bernardo's Bridal and we're going to try on some wedding dresses Ooh. together. Woo! So that'll be only on Patreon if you want to watch. I did not realise you can't wear makeup or tan. To try. Well, like, obviously it makes sense and the more you think about it, it's like, Oh yeah, but like you have to look... Tan 100% makes sense. There's something about not wearing makeup yeah, and like, like you want me to stand there looking fucking like mean just, balls yeah. in a dress and make a, and make a and clear make, decision on it. Yeah, and make it glam. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said that. I was like, I'm going to show up looking like shit and have to try on dresses. And then Mark was like, yeah, but then you'll know like if you look good. Yeah, true. Not done up. But how many dresses are you, are you pulling on over your head like? I don't know. I have no idea. We'll, we'll find out. We'll probably do an episode about it. Yeah. There's a lot of wedding we're, bridal we are shit. We're not going to find our dream dresses today. We might. You have two years. Yeah, I do have two years. Well, if, if you get one today, do you there's think... There's no date booked, girls will say. You, <laughs> might never happen. Might never happen, yeah. Do you think if you got one today, you would be your head would be turned in the future? In the in the time that... But that's so. the thing. I, I don't think I can spend a lot of time looking because I could change my mind. That's what was the whole issue with the engagement ring. Like, yeah. I started looking at things and I started getting confused. Yeah. The only thing is I'd be raging if I saw... If I did see... Because obviously Bernardo's is... Uh, they're they're brand new, but they're donated dresses. Yeah. So, like, they haven't been more. And, like, obviously you're buying and it's helping the charity. I would be kind of rotted if I saw... If I got something here and then I saw something really nice that was, like, vintage secondhand because that's yeah. just so... My brand, but yeah. anyway, we'll see. If I got something today without my bridesmaids, I'd be like, oh, well, I'll have to do like a little day for the bridesmaids and then I'll have to like go and try on dresses. Pretend. Pretend. But then I'm like, what if I find something? And they're all like, yes, that's the one. I'm like, no, no. Like, no. I, have, I have the one at home. <laughs> no, like. I don't think it is. <laughs> no one gets fully hanging up in the dressing room. Yeah. Uh, so, have you been shopping at all? No. I keep okay. putting it off. Yeah, fair. But like, we're on the nearly I honestly like, think 13 it's month be... countdown now, like... E- yeah, you're getting kind of close. Yeah, you are getting because uh, do you not? Is, does there not need to be like a seven eight month lead in time if they want to alter it or yeah. order it in or whatever? Mm. Cool. Okay. Yeah, they said anything less than nine months is very close. But like, I'm not. I don't really care. I'll buy off the rack. I know. I'm yeah, fancy. I know you will. Yeah, yeah. And get it altered. Like, who cares? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I honestly, I don't think it's going to be an enjoyable experience at all. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like, not, sorry, not going to Bernardo's because it's me and you, and it's very casual. But I actually think the whole process of yeah. like, I'm like that as a going with people know. and like, moms. And but sisters you know, you're going with your mom, and it's like you're not a child anymore. But like, obviously, she, you'll always be her child, and you're like, but you're in the adult brain, and yeah. like everyone has very different tastes. And like, I know my tastes are a little bit kooky, crazy. Yeah. And I thought I was like, Mama, you can't come, and she was like, No, I don't want to go. And I was like, Why? Because because I just have very strong opinions, and I like to say them. She does, in fairness. And I was like, Which, Could you not just shut your mouth for one day? And she was like, No, no, I'd have to speak my mind. <laughs> So is she not going to come at all? Oh, she probably will, but like... She will. She, she'll have to be on her best behaviour. Yeah. I'll come out of it crying, like, I would come out crying. That's the thing, yeah. like... <laughs> anyway, we won't come out of it. What? I, I can't wait to see the two of us reaction. We should do an episode on mums. We should, actually, yeah. But I think, again, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's one. just... If everyone has one, I'm pretty sure, again, that's just, I'm grandma. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, <laughs> do, are you, I didn't bring shoes, is the only thing. Did you bring shoes? I, I have shoes. Surely they'll have shoes. They'll probably have shoes. Surely, like... Just go tippy toes. I don't really plan on wearing huge high heels anyway, so I like no, I'm happy enough to try it on in flats. Like. I think I'm probably gonna get wedding feelers on me. Yeah, the jazzle them. <laughs> uh, One of Mark's relatives is like her tradition is to buy the bride's shoes for them. Like she's bought like all the other sister-in-law's oh, wedding nice. shoes, yeah. and, I, and she offered, and it's so nice. But I was like, how do I tell her I want like Crocs? <laughs> Oh, or no, like, you can't. No, I can't. I have to, like, buy nice shoes now. But, like, I was like, oh, I would have been happy in, like, Nikes. Yeah. She could have gotten a really nice pair of Nikes, I suppose. 
You know, she won't, and she won't. She'd probably what be about, happy, the, what about the Nike with the heels? <laughs> Everyone, all his family keep tagging me in like these croc, like wedding crocs. And like Crocs with a little heel on them and all. I'm like, why? Like, why is this my brand? <laughs> Everybody has Crocs. You have such Croc energy. But not, I just I think in that family, they're like, oh, there's breed to their Crocs. There's nobody else crocs. wears them. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, from Croc shoes from to crocs Crocodiles down under. And this person is from Australia, Kylie Minogue. Tenuous, yes. tenuous, tenuous, tenuous. Yes. We, sorry, we actually got patrons to pick this week because there was, there's been a lot happening in pop culture. We had a lot of options. But nothing very obvious. Nothing very obvious. And a lot of them, we didn't come, were coming from a place of not really being hugely into them or being massive experts on them, which I know is probably the whole point of bandwagons. But yeah. yeah. You know, but it was like, we were, I, was like I was like, will we do NSYNC or will we do Take That? No, I, I will say. Name, I could not name one NSYNC song. You can. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Okay, well so then, you, okay. Come on, I can name Perfect. One. Is that Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Well, then we probably could have done Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but oh, it kind of gets dark then, is it? Yeah, it does. I don't know. Keep it light. We can keep it light this with Queen Kylie. And then take that's just kind of boring. No offense. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, sorry. I suppose there was all the drama sorry. Robbie, but we need to. Um, and sorry to interrupt. We are going to do Usher, but I think we missed the ball on the announcement thing. So we will come back for Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I never clapped for the video. Doesn't matter anyway. Sorry, moving <laughs> along. Um, we are. We'll do Usher eventually. There'll be more news about him again. And yeah. like respectfully. I'm so over the Taylor and the footballer fella. Fuck me. Well, yeah, we can't. If we had to do every time Taylor Swift did something, there'd be like we could just do a Taylor Swift podcast, and there's probably loads of those. Yeah. Having said that, <laughs> maybe. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. What were you going to say? Um, uh, someone told me recently that the t- the take that film. There's a take that musical film. Yeah, Ashley B's in it. In it. I think it's it flopped. Yeah, oh, I think it flopped good. mega hard. She because she was doing loads of promo. Shout out Ashley B. Yeah. Not a. This is not this is anything not, we say here. Not a fiction you podcast. or whatever. And look, we haven't seen it. I, I to be honest, I think it's one of those things that like it it flopped. What we probably love it. Yeah, I heard but she's doing loads of promo for it over yeah. here and not being funny. That's never a good sign. That's never a good sign. She wasn't um, being funny. Oh, no, but I just mean she was like everywhere talking about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. But then it feels like it was the, like the trailer came out. No, I was invited to the screening and I wanted to go, but I couldn't much. go. Um, but I feel like I heard nothing about them that came out. Like yeah. no, not even like you know the way Wild Men think about everyone was like this is fuck wow and this is yeah. terrible la la la. I didn't even hear people. No, about, like, I saw like a clip on TikTok or something once, and that was it. But I didn't even know there was a musical of Take That. There's a musical for everything these days. There is a musical for everything. Um, probably it's probably a Kylie musical, and if not, there you go. It's mine. It's yours. It's mine. Don't take it. You're doing it. I'll write it. Perfect. I'll write it. Do you want to brainstorm it here now? Well, you could start out like obviously you start out in Ramsey Street. Okay. So it's about Kylie's life. It's not like a jukebox musical. It's not like Mamma oh. Mia. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You could do like another story. Like that is so interesting. No, you think, think about that because okay, we actually don't back. have a come back. Day, <laughs> you think about that and come back. Kylie, what's your earliest memory of her? Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. I, my, I think my earliest memory of her was Can't Get You Out of My Head. Yeah. I have such Does a specific... Line up, right? Remember they used to, there used to be like a church show on... Not, not Pop Car, but it was on R- RT2, I think. Okay. In, on the weekends. I think it was on like a Saturday. And Saturday. It used to, <laughs> no, not attitude. It was like specifically just for the charts. Okay. There were, it wasn't like, there weren't inserts with presenters or anything. It was just like, this is number one. It was just was a that at like show. 6 a.m. or something? <laughs> no, it was like going, during the day. Going into early morning, going into lunchtime when it, and it was changing from like youth programming to like adult programming. 
Okay. Nah, don't, that's kind of sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Like, stop. <laughs> RT2 For X. God's sake. <laughs> For God's sake. That's not what I meant. That you know what I mean? That's the thing, isn't it? RT2X. No. Uh, RT2XM, yeah. 2XM. yeah it's 2XM. The, <laughs> they're missing a trick there. Make it hornier, guys. Um, <laughs> and I remember seeing the video and her in the white, like, get up in the hood yeah. and just... La, la, la. Oh, my <laughs> What's wrong with me? Oh, Jesus Christ! I hope I hope you got that click so on mic. <laughs> All you did was look up. All you did was go that. Jesus Christ! Oh we are God. old, old I'm still in my twenties. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's the second time. I did the first time as well. <laughs> Stop rotating your neck. You're gonna pull <laughs> something. I mean, we should put dresses so on sad. after. Anyway, um, yeah, very iconic. <laughs> I can't remember if I really actually liked the song at the time, but bear in mind I was a child. So that yeah, was like you don't have taste as a child. No. I remember just thinking it was a bit like annoying or something. Mm. Bit of an earworm? Yeah, but now I'm like fucking banger like. Yeah. What I went to say, sorry, I'm trying to bring in, I'm trying to start a new thing. I'm trying to, that we don't say banger anymore. We say slapper or talking about a good song. So I actually, I chose we. <laughs> Me and the... I don't know, the general public, I don't know. I think if we, I just think, you know, because Slapper was used so derogatorily towards women, but I still think it's back word. Slapper. I think so, we've had this conversation. Maybe, we'll sorry. Slapper back. Again. Anyway, but I, I started to say banger and Slapper together, so it was like, anyway. Blapper. Blapper. Um, tune. An absolute slanger. Tune. <laughs> slanger, yeah. Tune. Slanger sounds like a <laughs> Oh my god, swing slangers. Slanger. Stop now. Stop. Okay, this is oh my we're god. we're getting widely off track. No, okay, so we both we both have the same first memory of her. Would you call yourself a fan? Um No. <laughs> no, but I did watch one of those. I literally put in like Kylie Minogue into Apple TV last night and it threw like this. Do you remember like those E E channel like hour-long flashy like paparazzi camera? Story. Yeah, 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 one yeah. of those. And I watched it. And I kind of loved her from it because she's had very little controversy and a lot of success. Mm. And she's just kind of managed to maintain such a clean image for so long mm. compared to like well, literally any other female su- superstar. Mm. And that made me love her. Yeah. I I think it's kind of this year and even to be honest, the drive down, I just put on the like, this is Kylie Spotify playlist and it's like, the back catalog is kind of unmatched. And yeah. I, I, what I find really interesting about her is even if when you listen to the really, really old stuff, like obviously it's different to what she's doing now, but at the core, it's kind of still the same. Like I, yeah. I think she st- stayed really true to herself, but is still able to reinvent in a way that's given us really interesting music. <laughs> Sorry, you can't say that. <laughs> Why? Why? The locomotion. And okay, with the exception of that, right, because yeah, touch me right there. <laughs> like, no, but I think, well, okay, I think, and I, I'd love the Kylie stands to jump in on this. It's at Bandwagon's podcast, but I think all Kylie songs can be like categorized into like four groups, right? Okay, okay. And like sometimes the groups intersect, but like these are the four core principles of Kylie, okay. right? So there's love, mm-hmm. sexy love. Oh yeah, so it's a bit more about riding, like as opposed to whatever, um, dancing. Just dancing. Loves to dance. Yeah. You, a lot of the songs are just about dancing and wanting to go out and dance. Yeah, and rollerblades. Spinning around. 
But spinning around is also en- encompasses the fourth Sexual. pillar. Oh, no, which the gaze. fourth pillar? No, but uh, no, fourth <laughs> pillar is uh, telling men to fuck off. Oh, if you think of like get out of my way, get out of my way, <laughs> spinning around. Also, I'm spinning around, move out of my way. Um, I just sort of dance. Don't look at me, like. Yeah, kind of like. There are other examples, but they're the kind of two ones off the top of my yeah. head. And all of those categories are camp. Yeah. Camp as all fucking hell. Yeah. What was that one? She came out with one in like, let me find it. Like the early tw- teenies, 20 teenies. What do you call them? Teenies, yeah. And it was great. What was it? When it came on last night, I was like, I have not heard this in so long. What was it? I don't know. Okay, let me You're going to have to hold me a bar or something. Okay, I, have, I have the, I have the, well, we were going to get into the discography later, but. I'm just trying to think of my favourite Kylie Minogue song. Okay. Go um, back. You hit me with yours and I'm going to find impossible, mine. Impossible, impossible question. Um, my, oh, that's so hard. <laughs> I love, I love Get Out of My Way. I actually love Into the Blue. I love Sexy Love, which is a title track, or not a title track, a track on, Kiss Me Once. I actually love a lot of stuff off X. I love Wow. If there was a TV show with Gokwan in it, wow, wow, in, wow, yeah, 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 in the noughties, it was you, wow, wow, wow. You want a better bottom dollar Wow with soundtrack? Yeah, that, let me tell so you. True. Um, in my arms, love at first on sight. It was like, oh, yeah. Sorry, that's my favorite song. Yeah, of course. What a good that one. That one went to number two in the UK. Reason, yeah, she was reason eight hundred and fifty nine. Why arms? you can't trust the Brits, like. Oh my god, she has so many. She has so many just slappers. Better the devil you know. I'm not... That came on last night and I was like, I never knew that these were the words, but the, the tune you'd absolutely know. I had the same experience, but with Red-Blooded Woman. What's that go like? Oh, I'd never be able to do it now, like, but... Hang on. You'd never be able to do it now. Better the... Let me see if I can sing it based on the words. Okay, I'll do the same no, with red-blooded one. You can't do it. Red-blooded. No, this is red blood cells. Perfect. Red-blooded woman. It's true what they say. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Why don't I know? Any... Anyway, red-blooded woman is great. But before anyway, we even get into the music, she was an actor first. Like, yes. She was, an, she was a neighbour's girly. She was a neighbour's girly. She's one of the few examples of someone who... And now I will say, the reason for this is like, it's like I think she always wanted to do music and then just kind of... Fe- not fell into neighbours, because she was acting a little bit before neighbours, but she always wanted to do the music and maybe saw neighbours as like a launch pad or something to do in conjunction, but she's one of the few examples of someone who's pivoted from acting to music and had a really long, genuine career in music. Like, when you think Kylie Minogue, you don't think... I know some people think Neighbours, and I still get that, but, like, yeah. nobody thinks of her as an actor, even though she still does a little bit of acting here and there. Do you know Danny was actually the one that got famous first? Yes, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. She, like, became, like, a recurring cast member on, like, some, like, teeny music show mm. in Australia. And Kylie kept, like, sending audition tapes and stuff to that to try to get on with her. And then she got Neighbours, and obviously it skyrocketed from there. But, like, it was... Danny's the baby, like, and she, mm. she got it first. And they have a brother who is a cameraman. Yeah, in Australia for yeah. the news. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So, um, the way she became a star from Neighbours... Do you know this? No. She, they did a, it was like a charity night. And 
and the cast of Neighbours came along to sing some songs. And she did like a duet with someone. And then as like an encore at the end, she got up and sang The Locomotion and she was signed the next day. And it was like literally a charity event with the cast of Neighbours. Signed the next day and released The Locomotion and that's when it just like... Isn't that crazy? That's a dancing song. It was like... Locomotion. Yeah. As mad as it is. Trains. Um, She was Public transport queen. It was kind of like, even though she wanted to be a singer like that, it was kind of by accident Mm. that it happened like that. Um, And then she went on to... Let me see. Yeah, she and then she went. To, she was so she met Jason Donovan on the show. They fell on in neighbors. love on neighbors. They fell in love. Were real life boyfriend and girlfriend. Also got married on the show. She came out. She hit. played Charlene. He played Charlene and some other fella. Anyway, carry on. Um, they came out. Obviously, released a duet later on. But she was Especially kind of specially for you hitting the charts in the UK while still full time on Neighbors. Sorry, Scott and Charlene, before Scott anyone gets mad. I was going to say Simon. Jason Donovan played Scott. Um, 10 million people tuned in to watch their wedding on Neighbours in the UK. Mm. And like only like 2 million on Australia. It's great. Did you ever still, watch Neighbours? Yes. I was a bit of a Neighbours girly around the Margot Robbie era. Mm, Donna Friedman. Yeah. I have a list of people who became famous from Australian soaps. Okay. Do you, want to hear, do you want to hear them? Yeah, of course I do. A lot of them you actually... I had the Neighbours ones, which is like small, and then I was looking for... What's her name? Weaver? Samara Weaver? Samara Weaver. She wasn't on it, and then I remembered she's home and away. So this is a compilation of both. Samara Weaver also kind of head off Margot Robbie, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, her Very and strange. Margot Robbie and the girl from... Emma Sexist Mackey. Ju- yeah, Emma Mackey. Crazy. Were they all in Barbie? Only two of them. Samara Weaving, as far as I'm aware, wasn't. Emma Mackey was. That's why Emma Mackey dyed her hair brown. She was just like, I'm sick of people being like, you're the head off, Margot Robbie. Yeah. And she was like, whatever. Yeah, fuck off. Sick of that. I, know, sick I know, of but that. you're trying to carve out your own acting career. I can yeah. kind of understand it. Uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, what did he do? He starred as Kenny Larkin on Neighbours in 1987. There you go. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, all the Hemsworth brothers. Um, Liam was home and away. Chris was... No, Chris was home and away I think well. they were all neighbours. Were they? Hang on. Let me, uh, no, one of them was deaf. No, Chris was home and away as well because I remember he had that storyline with one of Irene's kids. And there's a third brother. Yeah, we don't Where talk about it? him. Luke. Why? Bad man? No, he just... He doesn't really do anything. talk about Luke. He was in... Um, oh, what's the space show? Westworld. It's not really space. Don't correct me. I know it's not, but whatever. Um, who else? Chris Hemsworth was on Home and Away. He played Kim. Yes, Kim and whoever. Yeah, Kim Hyde from 2004 to 2007. Yeah. That would have been just our era. Um, Kylie, obviously. Isla Fisher. Yes, yeah. She played Shannon Reed on Home and Away from 1994 to 1997. Um, when are we getting the Isla Fisher renaissance? Not soon enough. Not soon enough. You're dead right. Naomi Watts. Oh, didn't know that. Played Julie Gibson on Home and Away in 1991. Her character was in a wheelchair from a car accident that left her paralysed, which is just like... Right, okay. Straight maybe, in there. With yeah, the, maybe maybe not, but, you know, it was a different time. But um, maybe my not. absolute love of my life, Luke Mitchell, played Romeo. Remember Romeo? Oh, the name is so familiar. He was Hang in on, H2O as Google. well. Look him up, because he, like, what, what year was it? 2009, like, 15-year-old breed, like, her dream man. Roar and crying, like, yeah. Luke Mitchell. Ah, yes, 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 he yes. He played yes. Romeo in Home and Away from 2009 to 2013. And he married his co-star and then they moved to the, the States. And he's in like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Tomorrow People. I don't, I've never really seen him, but he's, he's doing well. Uh, Margot Robbie played Donna Friedman. Donna Brown from 2008 to 2011. Donna Brown. She married, her name changed, I think. 
No, she was Donna Friedman, then she got married to She married Ringo. that blonde fella, Ringo, yeah. Ringo Brown. Ringo Brown. Um, Were they not also like 14 when they got married? Yeah, and then one of them died. Like he died. Ringo like, died, I think. Yeah. Or did Donna die? Oh, it's crazy. Like they were flat out dropping as flies as teenagers on that show. It was probably Yeah, why didn't anyone ever investigate that? Yeah. Um, she like, got that role in Pan Am and that kind of skyrocketed Pan Am. into like... Pan Am. Pan Am. I hear oh. I know. Oh. And then she was Wolf Wall Street. Um, Heath Ledger played Scott Irwin on Home and Away in 1997. Yeah, I didn't watch at the time, but I remember him being on it. Liam Hemsworth said... And this guy, I don't, I wouldn't recognize him from anything other than Home and Away, but his name was Ryan Quantin. He played Vinny. Remember Vinny? Yes, 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 yes. He was in Home and Away from 1997 to 2002, and then he got a cast in Summerland in America. So, they, but they recast Vinny they then, didn't they? Him or no, didn't they kill him? He went to prison and then he, he, went died, to prison and and then then he died, back. and then he, they put him in witness protection or something. I yeah. don't know. And he I remember being so frustrated at that storyline because I fancied yeah. him so much. And then much. VJ, they kept recasting VJ as he grew up and stuff as well. Yeah, well, that like makes ben sense. Mitchell. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in True Blood. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Stephen Peacock, who you might know as Daryl Braxton. Daryl Braxton, yeah. In Home and Away, he was uh, there from 2011 to 2016. I'm pretty sure Michal went and met him at a meet and greet recently. <laughs> recently? Michal, yeah, Michal loves. He'll kill me for this, but he absolutely loves Home and Away. Girls, if you want a boy who loves Home and Away, he's single. Um, <laughs> if he's not going to kill you for the before, he's going to kill you for that. Um, he was also in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with Margot Robbie. Okay. And Can I interrupt very you? briefly? Absolutely. Sam Clark played Ringo in Neighbours and he was in the Grease Live production that yes. Vanessa Hudgens was in. Yes, yes, yes. What? He was the guy, the bad guy. He was Knick, yeah. not Knicky, he was the Crater opposite. Face. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Um... Simon Baker, who looks so vaguely familiar, but he's the blonde guy from The Mentalist. Yes! Yes, he was in... Is this just unlocking things for you? Yes! He was in Home and Away from... Well, you won't remember. Was he with, yeah, for a spell. 93 to 94. Maybe he came back. No, he didn't, but I, I don't know. It's, it's he, just like, making. He's the head... Like, he's just got that face where yeah, you just he like, just, I've seen him before. He has a big Home and Away face. He does. He has a big... He should be sitting on Alf's couch. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Imbruglia. Again, I don't remember her being on. Like, no, you I didn't just go, I don't. Your time. I never watched her on it, but I remember her being on it. Yeah. She was on Neighbours from as Beth Brennan from 1992 to 1994, and then topped charts in 1998. Delta Goodrum, Love Your Life. Oh, I love my life. Um, I'm so fucking annoyed that she was on the six o'clock show and I wasn't in that day because I actually. She was there in person. She was in person. Oh my god! When I say I'm obsessed with that second album, um, I got it for Christmas. Do you remember her name on Neighbours? Indy? No, that's Sumi- Samara. Um, oh, no. Nina Turner. Oh, fuck. Nina, yeah. from 2002 to 2005. Born to try, I've learned to love. She dated Nick Jonas. Ah, uh, hardly. No, she didn't breathe. Godrum relocated to Los Angeles after her time on Neighbours and dated Nick Jonas until their split in 2012. That's mad. There you go. Uh, Isabel Lucas, who has just the big mermaid head on her. She was Tasha Andrews on Oh, Tasha, away. and she came from a cult and Irene yes. Mordorin, yeah, yeah. So she went on to do Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Um, and she was in Ed Sheeran's music video for Give Me Love. Ed Sheeran loves Home and Away. Perfect, He yeah. was in it. He was, yeah. Remember? What hasn't he been in? <sighs> Everything. My house. <laughs> Your house, yeah, true. Um, 
I don't know this guy. Je- Jesse Spencer played Bill Kennedy on Neighbours from 1994 to 2000. No, it means nothing to me. And he was, in, he was Dr. Robert Show me. Chase in House and Matthew Casey in Chicago Fire. No. Nah. No, doesn't look familiar. But I would have watched Neighbours in that time, so I don't know. Maybe not. Guy Pierce. Yeah, Guy Pierce. Um, he was David Croft on Home and Away from 91 to 92 and then went on to do like many, many films and The King's Speech, The Time Machine. I don't really know any of these, but he's won like awards and stuff. Yeah, no, he's a big deal. Is he? Yeah. I know the name, but I would not have seen anything he was in. Um, Chris Egan played Nick Smith on Home and Away from 2000 to 2003 and became an Australian teen heart throb. Shaw. I don't I'll be the judge I of kinda, that. I kind of... Was he a bit... He, he, mm. It's giving Ringo Brown. Yeah. It's giving James Hazlett. <laughs> Shout out James Hazlett. <laughs> <laughs> He's not on the page. Shout out James Hazlett. Yeah, he, does, yeah, he doesn't listen to this. Is this the main episode, isn't it? He, I don't know. It is, I think. Okay, well, shout out James Hazlett. I hope you're well. <laughs> Speaking of weddings, he's in spring break, if anyone's uh, uh, looking to book them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this guy went on to do Letters to Juliet. With yes! yes! Oh my God, one of the worst movies ever. Yeah. Terrible. Um, I was like, oh God, he's so fucking familiar. I don't think he's done much else, has he? No, it doesn't seem like it. Oh, okay. Um, Holly Valance. When is the Holly valance That's what I want the to know. She valance She Felicity Scully. Because Nan, I'm going to give you my... And Lynn was her fucking batshit ma'am. Lynn was story arc. Was she married down. to Toadie? No. Well, actually, I don't know. Toadie was married to was about 45 different women, so... No, Tony was with Scully. Steph. Or Tony was like friends with Steph. Tony got married in the, like the big finale for Neighbours was Tony's wedding. Tony's fucking 17th wedding. Tony's 17th wedding. And then they were like, <laughs> actually, we're coming back as well, which I'll talk about. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, Kylie Minogue found that very strange. Yeah. Kylie Minogue was like, you flew me in and paid me a bajillion dollars to do it. And then you were like, no, actually, we're going to bring it back on Amazon Prime with Misha Barton. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, Holly Blance went on to do CSI Entourage Prison, Bay, Prison Break. Classic, yeah. There is literally so many. I could the Father, Son, Never, Never, Never. Um, There's like a load of ones that like were like also in Sleepover Club. Did you watch Sleepover Club? Of course I did. Started there, Sleepover Club, then like Neighbours Are Home and Away and then went on to like America to do big things. Um, Danny Minogue also. Do you remember Jai on Home and Away? Mm, he was adopted by... If you're about to say adopted by Irene, that's not like everyone was adopted by Irene. Yeah, I don't think it was Irene. I think it was like, was it not? Oh, um, uh, he, yeah, he the is. One. Was, was he name? really, really annoying in it? Yeah, just he like was really... like a teenage boy in it. Oh, like, yeah. Um, he went on to do The Foster. He's in The Fosters. Okay, for, what's that? I don't know it's that. It's an American TV series. Like, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Oh, okay. This gal, Sleepover Club, Eliza Taylor. Yeah. Um, she was in... The American, no, the 100, the 100, how do yes. you say that? The 100? Yeah, the 100. And then also... Tamin Circe, yeah, I remember her, Danny, and she went, to, she was on drugs. She, yeah, she went, to, she was in Pretty Little Liars and The Young and the Restless. And then, where's that other girl? Who's this guy? Uh, Samara Weaving. This girl, remember uh, Step Up? Yes! And she ended up getting HIV. Yes, she... Was that her? Sharni Vincent. Someone what's her girl? Paid Cassie, yeah. She Cassie. got HIV. Fuck. Um, she she like touched a needle or something. Oh, awful. She was in Step Up 3D. If you of saw course, yeah. And there was one other the, girl. The I one thing I want to see for my movies is people popping and locking this when they come into the screen. Is this unlocking? Yes. She's in you. Smile. Caitlin Stacey. She, she? Played, she played Rachel in Neighbours, yeah. She's... Uh, 
the first like patient your one meets at the start of Smile. Have you seen Smile? Rachel Kinski, no. Is it spooky? Yeah, it's so scary. Mm. You should watch it. Apparently they stole the premise from some guy on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Why not? That's what I saw on Twitter. Um, it, but like it goes on, like I left out a few there, it goes on and on and yeah. on. Like it's just... But she's definitely the most successful export, I feel. But with like Highly. the, okay. Margot's up there. With the, yeah, okay, within music, we'll say. Within acting, yeah. it's probably Margot Robbie and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I would agree. So how did she, how did she leave Neighbours? What happened then? So she left, uh, I don't know if she left Neighbours at this time, but she, she had gotten the record label, signed to a record label, and they were trying to bring her to London to like make music. And she actually showed up at the label. They forgot she was coming. Classic. So the day she arrived, they had like nothing prepared for her, but they had been writing this song before she arrived. And they came in and they challenged her and they were like, we have your first song. And they handed her, I should be so lucky. Um, which is That's like... a singer slapper. It was written and recorded in under 40 minutes. It reached number one in Australia, Finland, Germany, Hong Kong, Israel, Switzerland, and the UK. Which is nuts. For your first single. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. The guy um, that was, like, over the distribution of it, he had, like... he w- They were having, like, a really slow... Uh, they had this interview with him, but he had this, like... His business was going really slow... And he was away at, like, the music version of Cannes with Simon Cowell. And Simon Cowell's business was, like, down at the minute as well. And they were like, I don't know what we're fucking going to do. Like, it's not going well. And when he flew back from Cannes, he got in a taxi and he turned on the radio. And the guy on the radio was like, it's a great week for international music. Here's a, an up-and-comer called Kylie Minogue and play it. I should be so lucky. And he said it just went, like, sky from there. Yeah. Um, she went on to release her self-titled debut album, Kylie, in 1988 which is a collection of dance-oriented pop tunes, and it spent more than a year on the UK albums chart, including several weeks at number one, becoming the best-selling album of the 1980s. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. By a female artist. She was just like immediately... She's just likeable. Unlikable, yeah, but I think the neighbor I think the neighbors thing helped that. Yeah. She had this like very like friendly, smiley. She's just always smiling, always happy, kind of friendly, approachable persona, doesn't she? Mm. She's very well loved. Very well loved. Um she went on then to release Rhythm of Love in nineteen ninety. 
She was just popping them out, was she, every two popping years? Popping them out, yeah. Because Jesus. before that, she had Enjoy Yourself as well, 1989. That was better than The Devil You Know. I'm going to play that because I need you to hear the song that's... Okay, you play it for me, but I'm pretty sure we cannot play it on the actual podcast for rights reasons. Mm. Like, she had a Greatest Hits album by 1992, and at that point... We weren't even been, alive. We weren't alive, but at that point... What was she, 20-something? Probably, but the, that's kind of less relevant. It's just more like she'd only, like, three or four albums out at this point, like, and was already... If you're at a point where you're able to release a Greatest Hits and, like, nobody's kind of like, lol, yeah. then, you know what I mean? Like, that's... I love it. We, you could have absolutely have... I don't know, is there a Kylie musical? Let's look that up. Um, or, like, just, like, if you put on a, just this is Kylie Minogue at a family party, everyone would be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hire a, D, a wedding DJ. Just hire on. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue mix. Kylie Minogue mega mix. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So she was doing that and then she kind of, I suppose that she kept the neighbour's image and she had that real sweet girl next door thing and that carried through with locomotion and I should be so lucky. Even though she was thinking about like romantic encounters, it was still very like kind of straight laced. Um, But then you have Let's Get To It, that fourth album, which was October 1991. Um, And this is actually her first album to fail to reach the top 10. It only went to number 15. Um, this is when she was kind of starting to see herself move out of like, move out of that straight up image and into something more kind of mature, a little bit sexy, you know what I mean? Um, but at this point then, she's also feeling the pressure of her collaborators. So she's been working with um, these guys since the beginning. I think they're called, let me get their name. Yeah, this producing trio called Stock, Atkin, Waterman. And yes. they are Mike Stock, Matt A- Atkin, Aitken, and Pete Waterman. Um, and they'd obviously had huge success, success up until this point. But uh, Enjoy Yourself comes out. It doesn't do that well. Um, and she essentially says that she felt like she was kind of being um, stifled by them and kind of didn't really feel like she had as much control and like wanted to start doing other things, essentially. Um, she said, I was very much a puppet in the beginning. I was blinkered by my record company. I was unable to look left or right. The compilation, like, Greatest Hits album comes out August 1992. Um, but then we get into, like... Oh, I don't know if you can call this a flap era, but this is definitely one of her flap albums. And it's not one that I'm hugely familiar with, but I do want to kind of dig back into. So there's Kylie Minogue, which is her fifth studio album. This comes out September 1994. Um, and this is her first one without... Stock Aitken Waterman. So it doesn't have that same kind of production glass, but her vocals are coming through a bit more. She's often criticized as not being like as good a singer within the pop sphere, but I think mm. that's only if you compare her to like a Mariah Carey or someone. But you I don't think, need to be. Like look at Taylor Swift. I don't think you I don't think you need to be, but I think sometimes the conversation bears into like she's a bad singer or she's not a good singer. She mm. is a good singer. She's a good singer. She's not is a, she like a great, like one of the best vocalists? In terms of n- y- no. But, but she's like, a superstar. She's a superstar, yeah, 100%. Um, that album goes to number four in the UK. Its lead single, Confide in Me, goes to number one in Australia and it spends four weeks there and peaks at number two in the UK. A couple of other singles, you've put yourself in my place and where is the feeling, right? Um, but then we have Impossible Princess, which came as a result of this relationship we had. she had with this French photographer named Stéphane Sedenoui. Uh, he was encouraging her to like develop her creativity and they had this mutual appreciation for Japanese culture. So they had this, it was this really kind oh, of yeah. visual, weird 
album, Impossible Princess, um, one of the singles was GBI, name, isn't it? German, Bo- German Bold Italic. I don't think Impossible Princess is a bad name. I think it's good. But they actually had to change it in the wake of um, Princess Diana's death. Oh, shit. Um, they had to retitle it, Kylie Minogue, in the UK. Um, but it became her lo- the lowest-selling album um, of her career. But I think retrospectively, people have gone back and been like, actually, it was like really deeply personal. And But I think, look, in some ways, I'm like, we can't just be retroactive about everything and like yeah. look back on things that were bad. Maybe they were bad in the time, and sometimes things are just bad in the time. Maybe but I will say, it's, time. it's not something that I have um, dug into hugely. So it is like predominantly a dance album that's the genre she works best in and the mm. genre she plays around with most. She's kind of countered that and was like, this was her trying to be like an indie artist. Um, I don't know if anyone has any strong feelings about uh, Impossible Princess, let us know. She worked with, or in terms of inspirations, she was looking at like Bjork, uh, Garbage, U2, classically, so love Bono. Um, But then we go into like kind of her imperial phase and the phase that I think most casual Kylie fans would know her for. Yeah. um, Which is Light Years and Fever. And they kind of come... They could kind of be recognised as a couplet because, again, this is when, like, most of the smash hits are coming out and it's, like, some of her best work, in my opinion, and definitely some of her most commercially successful, which is funny because Light Years was her seventh album, which is not a trajectory or a success you usually have with female artists. She's few and far between in that regard. With, like... Madonna, who she's often compared to, is probably the only comparable one. And, like, now Taylor Swift. Mm. Taylor Swift is coming into her, like, due to release her, not including the re-releases, you know, her 11th album. Mm. And, like, she's only getting more famous, which is kind of crazy. Now I feel like a fall has to come. What comes up must come down. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. 1999, we have... Or no, sorry, September 2000, we have Light Years, which has Spinning Around and the Gold Hot Pants... I mean... Iconic. Iconic. There's your Halloween costume. There's your Halloween costume. But again, didn't we talk about this on the podcast before, that it's like, if you can still do... It, I don't know, like, a, the sign of a true icon is, like, if you can dress up as something from them and it's instantly recognisable. Yes. She is a couple of them. Yeah. Same, like, the can't get you out of my head. I think even Padam now, to, like, a, le- a lesser degree, but I think if you went to a Halloween party... The people who would know would know, and the people mm. who don't, well, they're not worth knowing, to be honest, because what, what are you talking about? I don't think I'd know Padam. I think I'd know. In the rage, I think you would. Is it a hood as well? It's kind of like costumey slashed, like flailing in the wind kind mm. of vibe. Anyway, Light Years, September 2000, Enemy called it fun, perfectly formed record, uh, which saw Minogue dropping her considerable concern for cool and bouncing back to her disco pop roots. Actually went to number two in the UK, but it went to number one in Australia. Um, and when Spinning Around went number one in the UK, it made her the second artist to have a number one single in three consecutive decades after American singer-songwriter Madonna. Um, that album also has On a Night Like This, True. banger. Another one I listened to on the way down in the car. Kids yeah. with Robbie Williams. She's very deliberate about her collaborations, I feel. Mm. Um, and Please Stay. And, they and he all, was huge at that time. Yeah, they all peaked in the top 10 in the UK. Um, and then she's performing at the Summer Olympics, kind of considered one of the kind of greatest Olympic performances of all time. 
September 2001 then, she's back. She's furious, like she is turning them out like no tomorrow. Can't get you out of my head. The lead single from her eighth album, Fever, went to number one in over 40 countries, five million copies, her most successful single. As you said, she's seen in that white hooded jumpsuit, the deep plunging neckline. <sighs> a star isn't born, she was a star already, yeah. but this is like second she wind. She fucking wrecked. I know, like, just oh. isn't it insane what women have to go through, especially women in music, just yeah. be like, on it, on it, Relevant. on it, on it, on it. Um, other singles from that album, In Your Eyes. It's in your eyes. Oh, my eyes. God. She's very good at that sexy kind of, like, a whisper voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? She loves a whisper. Come Into My World, also a really good tune. What's Listen that one? On the uh, come, come Into oh, yeah. My World. I'm kind of singing the... That's more bring it back, but it is that vibe. It sounds like that. Yeah. Um, and then also Love at First Sight, which is one of the greatest songs of all time, if not the greatest song of all yeah. time. Yeah. If I get her one song before I die, it'd be that. 100%. At your funeral, you want Love at First Sight? Yeah. Actually, no, probably a bad taste. Maybe your wedding. That'd be a nice one. It was love. Yeah, we can't really first dance to that. Yes, you can. Do you, that would be so good coming down the aisle after we've gotten married. Yeah, you could fit it in. Okay, we're 100% doing that. No, <laughs> don't steal that, guys. Fuck no, off. don't steal it. Um, but as I said, only went to number two in the UK, which is one of the most devastating things ever heard. If, ev- if ever a song deserved a number one, surely there needs to be like a resurgence campaign. Surely we can do that. Um, anyway, did Mega Wega Well, uh, album went to number one in Australia, as I mentioned, Austria, Germany, Ireland, of course. Uh, worldwide sales in excess of six million uh, it also was her first album in a while that was released in the US because of the success of that, I think, in the middle because she was kind of flopping and not really doing well. The labels were like, well, we're not releasing this in the US because it's all kind of going a bit shit. Um, and it led to her highest charting album in the US. Debuted at number three on the Billboard Hot 200 or 200 um, and I went to number 10 in Canada. So huge success. Because I think Americans have a very different view of Kylie than Europe. Yeah. Because she is... Like a star in her own right in the UK, and it's probably her second biggest market, if not her joint first, with Oz. Mm. And then Ireland, obviously, to a degree, because like we're neighbors and stuff like that. No pun intended. Um, she goes on tour, she's having a great time. It all seems to be going really, really well. To November 2003 again, this is literally the next year. Mm. Relentless. Non stop. Ninth studio album, Body Language. And this is a little bit weirder it's not as disco kind of 80s inspired you're talking like human league adam and the ants prince some kind of elements of hip-hop which i think caught caught people off guard this is a weird album but it's very good so this is the one that has uh slow chocolate uh red-blooded woman that i mentioned already it's very like very very sexy though. She's you know trying. What I mean? She's very slowly skip a beat and move my body i remember not liking this as a child because i was intimidated by the Sexiness of it. I was just like, this isn't this isn't for me. I'm not I'm not supposed to know about this at this point. Um, this did not go as well, but I also mm. think you're comparing it to the, the success of Fever, which was obviously huge. Uh, lower sales peaked at number six in the UK, which kind of wasn't great. Um, but it slow did go to number one in Australia and the UK, um, and it did get a Grammy Award in the States for best dance recording. Uh, and as I said, I mentioned the other two singles, Red Blood Woman and Chocolate. She had another kind of greatest hits compilation album in 2004, which spawned the single I Believe in You. Mm-hmm. All, another banger. Mm-hmm. But I believe yeah. in you. I believe in you. I feel like all her songs have played over you. like ads at some point. 
Yeah. Banger. But they're uh, not bad. Like No, they're like, but like, it's... You know the ones where they're like... Subliminally it was getting, in your head. Like. Who's who's an artist or who's a... What's a song that's been in? Like, One Republic is a great example of it. Yes. Where they've been in like, you know, and I'm like, I can't fucking hear Good Life again, lads. Yeah. Look in the back catalogue. Whereas like, and if an ad had wow, it would encourage me to buy... The product or something. I could see it like on old Argos ads. It's like, wow, 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 wow. These offers are wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, definitely. Fully like. Um, then, uh, the, the, around this time is when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. Do you remember just how much, it, like, media frenzy isn't the right word, but I remember this being like, and when I say this, this isn't just, it is obviously like devastating personal news and like devastating for fans and like, scary news whatever but I just remember being this being like the biggest like collectively the world was so so devastated and I don't know if it was just the place she was in her career that she was kind of hitting the second peak she mm. was so successful in music I don't know I, I remember having a really specific vision of seeing the the campaign for her perfume darling and that was released quite in the wake of the diagnosis and like treatment and she had the short hair yeah. and stuff and just remember being like oh my god Kylie I just and again this is someone who I was again, probably not a child at this point but I'm still like quite young I'm probably like 10 max or yeah. whatever or nine and do you remember that like just how no well yes I, I, knew, I, I suppose it's I when I say about it, it it's just like I've never seen anything incomparable to another celebrity yeah was she just like, very public hell? about it was she like I'm gonna use this uh, like this yeah, is shit, but I'm gonna was. make it. So this good. was the thing. So she'd had, she'd announced, and I think it was because she'd announced this massive tour. It was Showgirl, the greatest hits tour, and she had like dates in Europe, Australia, Asia. She was supposed to headline Glastonbury, and then May she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She had to cancel the remainder of the tour, and um, she was in hospital and treated in Melbourne. But like the media coverage was insane. Like the prime mm. minister in Australia at the time issued like a statement of support, which is obviously lovely. But like Nuts. you have like media and fans then congregating outside her house in Melbourne. Um, and then people coming out, like, you know, people that rightly coming out being like, yeah, exactly. People coming out being like, can you maybe not do this because it's already such a stressful, intense time. Yeah. And it's all eyes are on her as yeah, well. And like, I know you're probably doing it from a place of support, but, like, this is also a massive invasion of privacy and we don't, didn't even know how much yeah. she wanted to share, like. Um, originally, she said this in the Ellen DeGeneres show after the fact, she said her cancer had originally been misdiagnosed. Uh, she said, because someone in a big white coat and using big medical instrument, instruments doesn't necessarily mean they're right. And then, and then, but later went on to speak of, like, her respect for medical professionals and stuff like that. Um, she is hugely responsible for people checking and I suppose awareness around breast cancer and diagnosis. So when you say it was misdiagnosed? I think someone didn't cop it initially. Oh, okay. Should we take that out? No, Does that I, make no, sense? No. Yeah, it makes sense. I just didn't know. I didn't know any of that. So in May 2008, the French cultural minister, Christine Albanal, said there were, that like doctors had been speaking about this like Kylie effect, seeing people kind of have more regular checks and like diagnosis being caught kind of early on, earlier on. And even Juliana Rancic, you know, she was on mm -hmm. E for a while. When she got cancer, she was like very, like followed, at, only for following Kylie's story. She didn't feel as like scared about it, I suppose, which is obviously a massively positive impact to have, but it's just yeah. a shame that it had to happen as a result of that. So that's, we're kind of like 2004-ish going into 
uh, her next album. So there's a significant gap here between then and this, which is X, 2007. And this was like her 10th studio album, her comeback album in inverted commas. And this was, in my opinion, this was Gaga before Gaga. You know oh. what I mean? But it's funny because I didn't realise people didn't really like this. And I'm like, how could you not like this? This is a fucking banger. This is a Slapper. great album. This is the one that has two hearts. Oh, which yeah. Doesn't, I'm going to be honest, doesn't really fit necessarily the aesthetic of the rest of the record because it's not massively electropop. It's the one that's like, two hearts are beating together. I'm in love. Ooh, I'm in. Do you know what? No. I thought I did until you started no, singing maybe it. Not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so in terms of people she worked with on this, Guy Chambers, British producer, um, Swedish production duo, Bloodshy and Avant, Calvin Harris. Well. Calvin Harris is all over this record. If you think... What does he make then? No. Mm, he's, on, he's on the up. Okay. He's on, he's, kind of, yeah. Okay. But if you listen to In My Arms, could be a Calvin Harris song. Yeah. I mean, because he probably produced it, but it is so like, it's very... You know, the intro to girls, it's like that, like, like that's all over this album. And um, Kathy Dennis, who famously wrote Toxic, inspired by Noel Fitzgerald Supervet. Yeah, she worked on this album. That's insane. Um, but this review made me so cross. Chris True, Chris True from All Music um, said, criticized the triviality, triviality? Trivial. Triviality of its subject matter. In light of her experiences with breast cancer, Fuck off. Sorry, she didn't want to make an album about the trauma and pain yeah, no that she went through. No, and that, you can't dance to that. But I, And I think that's a gift that Kylie gives her fans and gives the public that it's like every, again, maybe not every, but most albums and most songs, they're a form of escapism mm. for the fans. And it's a, a moment on the dance floor for them so that they can escape whatever's yeah. going on in their life. And people will see her come back and be like, yes, I'm fine. Exactly. I'm just like... I don't, I think it's insane to turn around and be like, you literally went, and I know a lot of artists do go through trauma and they funnel that into their art. That doesn't mean we're... Everyone has to. Yeah, but that doesn't mean fans and listeners are entitled to it. You yeah. know what I mean? I thought that was fucking nuts. Um, but yeah, uh, Two Hearts actually went to number one in Australia. Didn't do, it didn't, X didn't do hugely well in the UK. It went okay. Um, two Hearts went, uh, went in the top 10 in UK. Same with In My Arms. Same at WOW was nominated at the Grammys again for Best Electric Dance Album. Then we had Aphrodite in 2010. And oh my God, another, another set Slapper. of slappers. She's working with Stuart Price. She's back working with Calvin Harris. Jake Shears and the Scissor Sisters is on it. We've got Narina, Narina Paolo. We've got Pascal Gabriel. We've got Lucas Second. We've got... Everyone's on this and it's stunning. This is all the Lovers album. And again, that's another oh, iconic music video that you could reference in a Halloween costume. Yeah. If you, all you need, get a load of naked men, put them in a pile, yeah. and then you stand on top of them in a blonde wig. And, yeah. the, and the costume she kind of wears on it is really cool. Yeah. It's Easy all done. I want to do, so won't you dance? Even when it throws you to the fire. Only went to number three in the UK, though. That's pretty good. I'm sick of the Brits, I swear to God. They're just... Anyway, um, but Aphrodite went to number one. Uh, in the album chart. This is the album that also has Get Out of My Way. Oh, yeah. This is... This belongs in the category of songs that you'd kick a door off its hinges. Yeah. So that's with... Uh, Let's go, Feel girls. Like a Woman. Yeah, yeah, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Uh, what other songs would fit in that we, category? That we could make a... We should do a playlist. We for should do Patreon. a playlist. I'll do a playlist. And if anyone has any suggestions... Songs to make you kick a door off its hinges. Um, other singles, it also has Better Than Today and Put Your Hands Up. Around this time, she also collaborated with an English singer. Can you name him? No. Tao Cruz. How dare you forget Tao Cruz? Tao Cruz is English? Yeah. 
No, that would never, ever, ever have come in front higher. of Higher. It went to number eight. It's taking me higher, yeah. higher. Yeah. That was a bit of a rogue. Yeah. I, I know I said, I know I said she does really intentional collabs. That one's a bit rogue. Kiss Me Once, 2014, her 12th studio album. Contributions from Sia, uh, Pharrell. We've got Emily K on this. Uh, Ariel Rechstad. Enrique Iglesias contributes to this record in some way. <laughs> um, good for him. So this is the album that has Into the Blue and I Was Gonna Cancel. Uh, this is around the time I think she signed to Rock Nation. And again, this is a good album to revisit if anyone hasn't listened to this. There's another, I mentioned this already, but there's a uh, song on the album, it's called Sexy Love. Very good, I would recommend going back to that. And then she goes Country, 2018, with Golden. I'm going to be honest, this is around the time that I was like, she's losing relevance and she's mm. pandering to a particular audience that has aged with her. And it, this isn't for me. This isn't for me anymore. But happy for her because this is when she went country in a virtual commas. Yeah. Now, if you were to read some of the critics, again, this nasty man, I think a different man from All Music at this point. Um, oh, no, sorry. There wasn't a man from All Music. Excuse me. It was someone from Pitchfork, Ben Cardu, said, it sounds like someone playing a country music rather than someone who understands it. This is the album that has dancing. Want to go out? I want to go out dancing. I love ah, that. That's that a is like, song. That is a put your hands in the air just... Yeah. Like, car wash, wave man. Yeah. The album went to number one. The song didn't really do much. But what's significant about this is she goes on a summer 2019 tour, which includes her debut performance at Glastonbury, 14 years after a breast cancer diagnosis forced her to cancel her 2005 headlining slot. She performed in the Legend slot. She had Nick Cave and Chris Martin along with her. The Guardian labelled it as solid gold, peerless and phenomenal. Do you know the gif of her when she's like, she must be behind a door or something and she turns, like, to look at the crowd. It kind of became a meme where it was, like, where kind of where people taking it more funny and kind of taking the piss. But it is such an emotional moment because it's, like, the crowd is... It was the most watched uh, show of that year in terms yeah. of coverage. And, again, this is... She's put out an album that, like, has done well, but, like, you know, you know what I mean? Maybe she's not at peak relevance anymore without being mean. But she's... Like, there's people as far back as the eye can see. And she turns around and she's kind of looking at the crowd and it's like, she's kind of tearing up, but not really. You know it all, You know the gif 100% okay. see because people did, did it kind of funny. But it's just, that's my Roman Empire. There's a few Kylie Minogue Roman Empire moments, including one we skipped over, actually, around the time of Fever. She did this, like, really iconic Brits performance where she's, like, on a oh record God, yeah. and it lifts up and she does this mashup of Can't Get You Out Of My Head and, and uh, Blue Monday by New Order and it's Can't Get Blue Monday Out Of My Head because obviously they sound like so similar. If you haven't listened to that song, very good, I would recommend. Um, and also the Gastonbury set, amazing, so good. Was it the most watched? It was the most watched of that year. I wouldn't the time saying it was the most of all time now just because there's been a few years since. Yeah. Um, then pandemic happens but... Like all the other pop girlies, she's like, I'm going to give them disco. I'm going to let them dance mm. in their gaff. Not an album that I had visited at the time because I was too busy wondering when I was going to see my parents, to be honest. But <laughs> it just completely bypassed me. But I remember hearing that it was like gorge, especially yeah. in comparison to Golden. Um, this went to number one Australia and the UK in November 2020 and she became the first female artist to achieve a number one album in five consecutive decades from the 1980s to the 2020s. Um, very very good I would recommend Say Something is Good Magic is a great song on that record if anyone wants to revisit that very very good but that brings us up to Present Day which is Tension mm. which was released recently um, 
and went to number one in the UK. Has the single Param, mm-hmm. Param, Param, and Tension. Um, but Tension going to number one means she is now in line with Bob Dylan and Coldplay uh, as acts with the most number one albums on the official chart, each with nine to their name. The only female solo artists with more are Taylor Swift and Madonna. Taylor is 10, Madonna is 12. Wow. So there you go. So there you go. I love Padam Padam when I heard it, and I still love it. Yeah. But I think Tension is... I actually prefer Tension because it's so really? fucking weird. It's I think so they're both, weird. I think I love the backstory and the funniness behind Padam Padam. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, when it comes on, because it had come out around the time that I was going to some of the festivals and stuff, and I remember some people played it when we were at Beyond the Pale. Claire Beck, like, mixed it into something, and I was... Lo- and it was, like, a small enough stage during the day, and I was losing my mind. <laughs> it was so good. Um, love tension because it's just so there's something about the robot voice and when she's like oh my god touch me right there it scratches my it's like yeah oh it scratches my brain so good the album as a whole because I've listened to it I've, I've listened to it a couple of times over it's it's fine to good I would say okay and um, the second half kind of being a bit weaker there are some very good tracks on it bar the singles there's one song called One More Time which is basically like Love Island background music it's mm. very like I can see them doing a challenge to it you know that way yeah um, and but the, the rest of them I'm just kind of like eh, it's but I will say it's it's not a bad album it's much of if you like Kylie if you like Kylie music if you like pop dance you will probably like this yeah Hold On To Now great tune Things We Do For Love um, it's kind of after Green Light I get a bit bored or gets a bit kind of samey, but I am. Um, yeah, there you go. You She's want... heading to Vegas. Oh yeah. Would you see her in Vegas? I would see her. I was just like, as you're naming those songs, I was like, why haven't we seen her? I'd love to see her, but I, the, I'm pretty sure Vegas is now probably sold out. Who are you and going it's to very see this month? Uh, Madonna and okay. Ellie Goulding. Oh. That's a weird combo. Yeah. Um, Kim, I wanted to go to Ellie Goulding, and she's. I've seen Ellie Goulding live. She's very good. So I'd like to see her again. Yeah. Going to see her in the Olympia. I so have small. No, like, I have literally this was just at Ellie Goulding. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna upset Kian now. Don't do that. <laughs> well, no, her. like he can have his own interests. She's going to Vegas. We don't know much about it. I think it, in terms of what she said at the press conference, I wanted to be the kind of essence of what a Kylie show has become: enough glamour and abandon. I've got some versions of songs that have not been heard, like reinterpretations of songs, which is exciting. Uh, live, live bed dances, amazing costumes. Uh, she also said that residency has come at the perfect time for her. She never wanted to do it during the sunset of her career, which I think is interesting because she's 55. She's just had another number one album. Mm. Padam Padam went to number eight in the UK, which, like, again, you're going to compare it to the new girls and you're like, not great, but it was the first single of hers that's had, that's cracked the top 10 in fucking years. Mm. You know what I mean? And she's kind of even said herself, she said, like, ageism is going to just stop being cool. Do you know, like, yeah. the thing that people do when she... And especially when but you... Is it not just kind people of, like... People like her play, paving the way. Like, science, that she just won't be able to perform the older she gets. And, and, like, her voice. Like, you won't be... She just physically won't be able. Maybe for touring, but I think there's an argument to be made that, like... And look, and I, but I think there's also... But, like, she could do I that I think you're screen. kind of conflating two things as well, though, that it's, like, she can still be... She can still be... Six, she can still be successful no matter what age she is. I, I take your point in that at some point, physically, things get much harder yeah, in terms of touring. And, and voices, singing and, vo- and yeah. voices change and stuff. But I suppose it's just a thing of like, there's an assumption that it's like, 
especially with female artists, that it's like after a certain point, you're not gonna have any success. And she's booked that. And yeah. like, to be honest, will probably continue to. Oh yeah. She's gonna release another album in She's got two ten, years. 10 more good years in her, yeah. at least. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... That's crazy. It's, I love it. I love seeing it. Um, she hates the Neighbours revival, she said. Well, sorry, she doesn't hate the oh, Neighbours yeah. revival, but she just said, um, for Margot Robbie, to all sorts of people that dialed in to pay tribute, it was a huge moment. So when it was announced it was coming back, there was a quizzical face. I haven't seen it, but all is well with the world. A neighbour should keep going. Um, I think she just thought it was weird, which I think everyone has. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. But go for them. Go for them. I have some fun facts. Okay, hit me. Um, only one other person has more wax figures than Kylie at Madame Tussauds in London. Can you guess who that is? Beyonce? The Queen. Oh, <laughs> this is the real Close. queen. Beyonce, she, the real queen. She has performed on every continent except for Antarctica. Fall Out Boy actually wanted to do that at some point and they can't, they cancelled for some reason. They wanted to break the Guinness World Record. I don't know what oh that is. Oh my That's God. That's Kylie performing the locomotion in 1988. They wanted to break the world record or the Guinness World Record to be the, pers- the a, a group to perform in each thing. Yeah. Um, they didn't do it for some reason. I can't remember why. But Sounds tiring. Uh, a collective noun for Sydney gay men is known as a monog of gays. <laughs> that's a I fact. love that. And that's a fact. Um, what if I meet her when I go to Australia? What if? Maybe she'll let you stay with her. I doubt that. You should just give her a text and see. Hey. She appears in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most consecutive decades with top five albums for a female artist in the UK. Yeah. Crazy. Um, she's only like five foot tall. She's tiny. She's like size four feet. She's tiny, tiny little... Angel fairy girl. I love her. Um, yeah, we could go on and on and on. But like like we said, we have an appointment to get to. We have an appointment. Very briefly, though, I will say, obviously, there is only one Kylie and she got it because she was able to fight Kylie Minogue for the yes. trademark of it. Um, Kylie Jenner. So, Kylie Jenner, sorry. Yeah, she didn't fight herself. That would be interesting. Um, so in 2017, Kylie Jenner tried to trademark the name Kylie um, she wanted to use it for advertising and endorsement services. Sorry, this actually started in 2015, but it was settled in 2017. Um, so Kylie Minogue came back and was like, I don't fucking think, because she has like, Kylie is a website that's literally like Kylie.com. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she said at the time, they, they filed an opposing suit, opposing suit rather, and argued that Jenner's trademarking of the name would likely cause, fuck, would likely cause confusion and risk damage to Minogue's brand and reputation. So, bit of back and forth, but Kylie ended up winning... Uh, Jenner's application was ultimately rejected by the US Patent and Trademark Office in 2017. Um, Kylie's never spoken about it. Uh, Kylie Jenner, I should say, rather. That gets confusing because there's two Kylies. But Kylie Minogue said that it was like nothing personal uh, in several interviews. I've never met Kylie Jenner. I've never met any member of the family. Actually, I've met Kendall just in passing at a fashion event, but I honestly don't know them. Um, and she spoke about it on Watch What Happens Live with Andy mm. Cohen as well. And Andy was like, "Did was was Chris Jenner negotiating it?" And Kylie was like laughing. She was like, "I'd love to meet them." So it all seems unlike mm. in good. Yeah, it's fun. just like it just had to be done, didn't it? Yeah. When I was named Kylie, I think I met one person older than me called Kylie. So it's kind of unusual. I've spent a lifetime protecting my brand and building my brand, so it was just something that had to be done. Yeah. So there you go. Also, the lens well. Yeah. If someone tried to trademark breed, I would kick. Them. <laughs> yeah, you would, yeah. Drop kick them. You would. Um, let us know what's your favourite Kylie record, what's your favourite Kylie song, anything we Who's should try to get ourselves. Any of the, because she has done a bit of acting. Is there any Kylie filmography, TVography we didn't really get into here, but if you mm. want to, if there's anything you think we should watch, let us know. She did a voice in the Magic Roundabout movie. Yeah. She's done a few bits. 
She hasn't, yeah, but not, not much else since Our Neighbours. <laughs> not no, good. not, nothing great. Stick to the tunes, Kyle. We love you. Um, we're back next week on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bandwagons. Uh, if you want the audio only, that's the audio only. You can subscribe within the Apple Podcast app. And yeah, Bandwagons Podcast, Instagram and TikTok. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.